better show off. This whole building is Zenitu's home. <laughs> There's no way in hell he made so much money legally. It's unforgivable. Bring it down. Yes, sir. The target has been destroyed. <laughs> Man, these experimental battle suits sure do pack a wallop. I mean, sure, we had to steal them, but when it's all said and done, it was totally worth the risk. Wait, that was the wrong building. Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about anime. He's my buddy. He's my friend. He's Bill. I didn't know we were doing this tonight. <laughs> I just kind of showed up on your doorstep after I posted it on social media. Hey, I'm Andy. Do you remember us fans? Do we have fans still? Are you still there? I mean... Did you unsubscribe? I'm not I'm not going to be surprised if we don't. Oh, hey... Matt's if, there. Matt's there. Hey, <laughs> if you are listening to this episode right now and you hear us, stop whatever you're doing, go onto your email or your Twitter or your Facebooks and just leave us a message and say, hey, I'm here and thank you for returning. Like, I was, I was going to say tweet the Pope about us, but whatever. Uh, well, I mean, you know what? If you tweet the Pope, uh, tweet the Pope. With our Twitter handle, uh, say hey Pope, uh, hey at cool Pope man six twenty two. I'm sure is his his uh, Twitter handle. Right? For sure you're gonna say sixty nine. I, I was I was I was, sure to, I was gonna be classy about this. Tweet the Pope and and at them and say like hey, good job with working with Christ. Uh, you should check out my favorite religious podcast at Tuning Japanese and then hashtag something like I don't know like um, Wolf Jesus. Yeah, half <laughs> hashtag Wolf Jesus. And, uh, yeah, send them to season four of our podcast. And, uh, yeah, that's it, all the seasons. You think the Pope listens? I mean, maybe by the time this episode comes oh out. Oh, my God. Hey, Pope. Pope, if you listen, send us an email, uh, tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Uh, you could rate us on iTunes. You could do all those great things. You go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. Man, it's been so long since I've done this. I don't know what's going on. Are we a Jesus podcast now? I mean... <laughs> Is that is that what's happening? That would be a weird right turn. It would be a very weird right turn. What are we doing? Hey, it's season five. Yes. And it's episode four. Yes. And we're talking about Wan Punch Man. Correct. Close. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, hey, what's this episode called? I was looking at my Twitter mentions. <laughs> the Pope? <laughs> nope. No, it's, it's Pope, not Nope. The Nope Pope. <laughs> the Nope Pope. <laughs> Fuck. The Pope of Nope. Strangely, actually, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like they lost the focus of this episode. The title is The Modern Ninja. Um, is it? It is. Okay. I guess, I mean, yeah. I guess they're the the the, the, the person that he takes on this time around. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. I mean, he becomes a recurring I villain, I imagine. I, I think they lost the focus of this episode. Yeah, that's fair. Well, this episode's weird. Uh, Imadoki no Ninja. Yes, Imadoki no Ninja. 
So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that today. We are. I'm very excited to talk about that. It's your review. It is. And before we do so, though, man, we got to talk some nerd news. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm going to start. All right. I showed you a video before we started recording. You did. And I'm extremely excited. Uh, today, actually, we're recording this uh, on September September 18th today. And uh, they just dropped this morning an announcement, The po- they being the Pokemon company. Uh, they are... <laughs> Not the Pope. Not the Popemon Company. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Popemon Country. Company, not country. Um, No, the Pokemon Company uh, released a short 30-second video today, uh, obviously promoting their new game coming up in November, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Like you do. Like you do. And they revealed a brand new Pokemon. It is going to be an evolution of a Gen 1 starter that has never had an evolution before. Baby Farfetch'd is getting an evolution. It's Surfetch'd. And he is totally, totally a knight. And he looks cool. You didn't remember Farfetch'd, and I was really nope. surprised because you played Gen 1. I'm really surprised because he has a leak, and I made I would have made a leak joke. You probably did. Like, that duck needs to take a leak. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> There's a leak in that bird. I mean... <laughs> There's a lot of possibilities. Uh, uh, the evolution is this really cool. He's, uh, he kind of like has a much taller posture. Uh, he's, uh, completely white feathered. He has uh, a long, like that leak and I always become a sword in length. And at the bottom, there's a little bulb, a uh, little onion bulb. So, yeah, what you're thinking. Your, your train of thoughts going. <laughs> what do you, what do you, what are you thinking there, buddy? I mean, it got bigger and longer. There's a little, there's a kind of a bulb thing at the end. <laughs> It's not, it's not puberty. It's an evolution. I swear <laughs> to you. Uh, he's got a, a, a shield. Pubolution. A Oh, God. He's got a shield made out of leaves. Uh, he's totally a knight. Uh, so Farfetch'd was a bird Pokemon, obviously a flying type, um, but his evolution is going to be just simply fighting type, which I find kind of weird. Uh, just kind of a weird switch. And I think the really cool thing, and this is one of those weird things they do every once in a while where they try to change up the mechanics of evolution... You know how in Pokemon you have to be a certain level to evolve normally, like yes. 90% of the time, unless you use things like evolution stones or trading? Right. But you can, like, edge off the evolution, like, not... <laughs> right? No, that's not quite how that works. Are you sure that's not how it works? I'm pretty sure. Uh, like, oh, I'm gonna evolve, oh, I'm gonna evolve, and then, oh, nope, you can't evolve yet. Uh, actually, you can do that. Now that you say that, you absolutely can do that with Pokemon. I never really thought of... Your Pokemon um, Edge tricks, so... I, <laughs> so <laughs> the train tricks? Oh, there's a fucking title. <laughs> Pokemon Edge tricks. Jesus Christ. Come on, Bill, we're a Jesus podcast now. I haven't given you permission to evolve yet. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, what's the safe word? Uh, Pika! Uh, so... No, the uh, they, they're trying out a new, like, there are certain Pokemon with, like, really weird evolutions in the later gens. So, like, here's the weirdest one, I think, okay. in any Pokemon. Uh, there's a Pokemon that's, like, this weird squid kind of thing. And to evolve it, it has to get to, once it gets to a certain level, you have to turn your Nintendo DS upside down, and the gyro in the DS will realize that it's turned upside down, and it'll trigger the evolution when you hit that level. Huh. And it's, the reason they do it is because, like, the Pokemon itself is kind of, like, flipped upside down and, like, like there's things added, like, and, like, the old one's kind of turned upside down. It's really weird. So this one, the, the new thing is he is going to evolve after Farfetch'd. They haven't said how many battles yet, but if he participates in a certain number of battles, then he'll evolve and become this, like, brave knight. Okay. Which is kind of cool. Which is still kind of the evolu- the Experience points. The experience points thing. The, yeah, yeah. The level thing. I mean, I guess you could game the system and just have him fight like the lowest level Pokemon over and over and over again so he doesn't get a lot of experience so he evolves sooner 
and then gets all the bonus boosts for being like evolved at a lower level. Might be a trick. I don't know. But if you edge them off, don't you uh, evolve harder later? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you do. Honestly, we stopped talking about Pokemon and edging in the same conversation now. Probably um, not. Probably not. Uh, yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield come out November 15th, I do believe. So, And he's going to be an exclusive just to Pokemon Sword, which sucks because I was going to buy Pokemon Shield. <sighs> I may have to get some Pokemon Sword now. You get both of them? I don't want to be that kind of guy. I, You know, I used to... Since when? I mean... <laughs> To be fair, I used to be married to a guy who would get the other Pokemon, so we'd trade Pokemon that way. Not going to happen this time, but that's fine. Hey. Hi. Did you get any nerd news? I'm glad you mentioned the date of today. Oh, the 18th? Yes. Of September? Yes. Yes. Remember, remember the 18th of September? Two days from now. Oh, the 20th. Yes. Uh, 920? Yep. Okay. That's going to be the raid on Area 51. Oh my god, that's coming up, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Actually, I was just talking about this with some students today. They were they were at like being like, you know, we haven't heard anything about the Area 51 raid. That's coming up. And I'm like, you won't hear anything. Like, even if something happens, you won't hear about it. There's going to be a party for sure. Like, <laughs> motels are sold out. Are you serious? They've, they've opened up a bunch of, of that land, which, I mean, it's fucking Nevada. There's all kinds of Oh, there's land. tons of land. They've opened a bunch of that up for camping, and there's like... The camp spots are full. Whoa. Like, it looks... This might be a fart in the wind. We'll know very soon whether this was just a fart in the wind and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Which I hope not, because that would be the worst choice. Yeah. But we're either... If it's not, either we get some... We get to see them aliens. <laughs> I don't think it's going to go to that extreme. Or... A bunch of Chads and Karens are going to be dead in Nevada. I mean, which would be kind of neat. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> would he really be worse off? Probably not. No, I mean, hmm. You're right. Pitting the herd. I'm not, not, not okay with, you know, the military opening fire on a bunch of, like, <laughs> oh my God, civilians. <laughs> oh, Lord Almighty. Uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'm just saying, if you go to Nevada and you try to raid Area 51 with Naruto running, Maybe bunch, we don't need you in the gene pool. Is it just going to be a bunch of people getting high out in the desert? Probably. Okay, that's That's fair. probably going to be what happens. Okay, all right, that's fair. Well, that's fair. I hope not. I hope for either other outcome, any other outcome. Yeah. Probably going to be a bunch of getting high and listening to music in the desert. Well, if uh, if we do see aliens, and this is our last time that we talk to you before Independence Day officially starts, it's been good knowing you. I, I've enjoyed doing this podcast. You're going to be upset you don't have any guns that happens, aren't oh, you? Oh, man. <laughs> Here I am supporting Beto's statement at the, at, the, at, the, at that last uh, at that last debate. But anywho, so uh, anything else nerd news-wise before we get into this episode? Anything you can think of? Hasbro uh, extended the, oh, the Unicron cutoff. I remember you telling me this off-cam They've, or uh, off-mic. Yeah, the, the date came and went without... Anywhere near the number they anywhere needed. Anywhere near the number. They needed, what, 8,000? 8,000 they wanted. And they were, they brought in all the, the financer and like third parties that will sell overseas and all those orders. And when those finally hit, it jumped to about 5,000. Okay. And Hasbro said, oh, well, you know, we're close. So you know what? For you. Yeah. We're going to extend this. Yeah. Not for themselves and their greedy asses. October 3rd or something is when the. Well, that's coming up soon too. And. They didn't. They weren't close last time I checked. Yeah, they are currently at with eighteen days, three hours, and thirty minutes left. They are at five thousand six hundred and sixty-eight. Yeah, they're not going to hit that. 
they've already peaked at the number of people interested in this thing. Yep. Well, like I said, all the suppliers and financers and, you know, Big Bad Toy Store and yeah. um, the Chosen Prime and those websites got involved. Yeah. And we're like, hey, you know, if you pay us $700 for it, we'll order it for you. Mm-hmm. And you can pay us in installments or, you know, hey, if right. you're in Europe or Asia or Africa and you want one, we'll ship it to you, but you're going to have to pay us yeah. to buy it and ship it. And Yikes. since all those have come in, like I said, that, that more than doubled their number, I think. But Right, um, but... But those have come in. Time. <laughs> yeah, it's done. This thing is not happening. I don't think so. No, there's no way. And that's kind of a shame a little bit, but that's our, uh, that's their fault for making this thing too damn expensive. Yeah, I don't... I don't think it's worth that much money. I don't think it is either. I mean, I know there's a lot of extra articulation. I know there's a lot of pain apps. But there are figures that include that stuff. And not to the scale, but still. I just think raw material, raw engineering, I think they could have made it cheaper. I think you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't understand the toy industry as well as I think I do. Yeah. But I think this thing could have easily been two and a half, three hundred dollars $300. And I think they wouldn't have any problem. Oh no, those things would—they'd be already past their goal. It'd be—it'd be hard for me to say no. Mm-hmm. But at six hundred, it's like, I, I, no, there's no, no, way. I just absolutely no way. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes in a few weeks and see if it makes it or doesn't make it officially. And who knows? We may not even be here in those weeks when the aliens take over and we we're now fighting enslaved, the, fighting dim aliens. We're gonna be fighting dim aliens. I guess the last thing that I want to talk about uh, this week is I've been watching the Dark Crystal. I have not. I won't say any spoilers, but I'm only three episodes in anyway, so I'm not super far. I will tell you, it's really good. That's what I'm hearing over it's and over again, is that it's phenomenal. So good. Uh, I'm very much enjoying it. I'm loving the old school puppetry. I'm loving the world. I'm loving the characters. Everything is just is just fascinating, and it kept my attention. I don't watch more than usually like like large chunks of episodes at a time, but I just sat down on Saturday and watched like three right in a row, and then like loved it. It was so good. I have a hard time getting my wife to watch anything Henson. Like, mm-hmm. she likes Muppets. Yeah. But, like, when you tried to watch Farscape, she just wasn't into it. When you tried to watch Labyrinth, she wasn't into it. We watched the actual Dark Crystal, yeah. the original movie, she wasn't that into oh, it. It's so good. She never even heard of Fraggle Rock. Oh. And I keep pushing, and it's... We're going to try to have it happen. But uh, I don't I don't so know. So good. I, I love this series. If you haven't started watching the series, go do it. If you have any interest in Henson, if you have any interest in fantasy, if you have any interest interest in, uh, you know, those 80s kind of feeling movies and such, like, just go check it out. It's so good. It I'm going to probably pick up more of that this weekend and watch it. It's, oh, it's so, so good. I think we're good, right? I'm good. Is it time to get into our review? I think probably so. Of episode four? Yep. The Ninja Man? The modern day ninja. The modern day ninja man. All right. Hey, Bill. Yes. Take it away. So we start with an ugly bald guy screaming about how insane it is they have to pay to live. <laughs> okay. I am now six weeks back into working. Mm-hmm. I completely get where this guy's coming from. I just want to stay home. I don't want to have to deal with children right now. I mean, I, I just. I get it. I want to. Ah. <sighs> I kind of want to go steal super-powered mech suits and just, like, stick it to the man. I can't be trusted with super-powered mech suits. Not anymore. Mm-mm. After that one incident. Mm-mm. Yeah, that was... I can't be given any kind of power or... Why do you think they're authority? building a whole new bridge? <laughs> like, it's your fault. One time. <laughs> Make it so I can't cross a 74? Jesus. Anyway, carry on. I hate water. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Why should he have to work for things? Work isn't fun. 
that we're all slaves to our jobs. It's true. He speaks the truth. This man speaks the truth. Uh, this man is Hammerhead. Yeah, like the shark. Yep, and his army is called the Paradisers. Is that a reference to something? I think just that they want a utopia where they don't have to work. I mean, yes, I agree. I just didn't know, like, that name sounded familiar to me. Like, I'd heard that before somewhere, but I could be completely mistaken and wrong. I got nothing. Okay, fair enough. If you are listening and you're like, oh, that's an obvious anime reference to X thing, please email us at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Or at Tuning Japanese on Twitter. Or tell the Pope. Or tell the Pope. Tell the Pope. Tell the Pope about Tuning Japanese. Hashtag Wolf Jesus. Uh, anyway, it turns out they're just a bunch of crazies in a train station. Uh, they're yelling and they're being ignored. <laughs> so good. They're just like a street preacher. Just, the end is coming. Street preachers with power armor. Yeah. At Oktoberfest. Yes. Yes. 100%. Uh, so they're going after the rich high-rise owner. Those expensive apartments are symbols of inequality. They're owned by someone in particular. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I didn't. Zaniru. Yeah, that's right. Zaniru. They all figure that since uh, Zaniru made so much money, it couldn't have all been made illegally. No, there's there's, there's no way, right? They, they think. So two crimes make a right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's right. So one single mook, you know, expands out one of his battle suit arms. To, and- like, be like a... Like a puff-up ball, essentially. Like a wrecking ball. Like a wrecking ball, yeah. And knocks the tower right off of its base. Oh, my God. This was just... The animation of this was so good. It, like, knocks it to the side, like yeah, the leaning the tower. The top stays where it is, and the bottom, yeah, like, kicks like, out. kicks like a, out, like a, like a kickstand, and then just slowly sinks that direction to the ground. It was really some cool animation. And then he goes, Target has been destroyed. No shit. <laughs> yup. <laughs> so standing right here, man. Giant dust cloud. How they didn't get, like debris all over them like that's beyond me i guess he knocked it that far backward you usually have to be really careful to like get the the building to implode in on itself like right you can't just do it with a punch no usually not maybe it was built funny it's gotta be either way it was the wrong building (laughs) (laughs) yeah the dude's like oh shit that's further down and the leaders destroyed some building and the leader's like it's fine we just have to learn from our mistakes (laughs) (laughs) i love this dude hammerhead's my favorite villain so far i love him so much Elsewhere, a small child gets his balloon recovered by a bicycle guy with dramatic music behind the scene. <laughs> a bicycle guy. And you know what's the best thing about this whole this particular scene? Is that she's like, thanks, and he's riding off, and he's just like, I did a good deed. While there's, like, debris and yep. dust clouds yep. in the horizon, like, not even paying attention I to what's going on. Stuff. Oh, it's so good. Uh, we cut to Saidama, who wakes up from a nightmare about playing rock, paper, scissors with somebody with a booger on their finger. But... Because Rock, paper, scissors, you don't touch them. I I guess if you scissored hard enough. Oh god no. Uh, phrasing? Are we not are we not doing phrasing anymore? I'm doing phrasing. Oh good lord. <laughs> oh, if you scissor hard enough. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. If you scissor hard enough, a booger might land on you. Oh god. Tweet that to the Pope. Hashtag <laughs> Wolf Jesus. Hashtag scissor hard enough. Hashtag scissor for Jesus. <laughs> So he shakes himself out of this nightmare. He does. Uh, by watching the morning news. And that's how he learns about the Paradisers and their B-class leader's rap sheet. I love how every day Saitama is. This is like normal. Every episode usually starts with him just like waking up, watching the news. Like, he makes me feel like I could be a superhero. Right. Well, I mean, it kind of ties into the, the the boredom as the theme of the show. Yes. Um, I just love it. I just love it. It's really good. 
The newscaster continues with the manifesto free stuff to non-workers. And Saitama responds with, sounds pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is followed up with a, no need for me to get involved. <laughs> but. Yes. Then he learns the gang are all entirely bald. And that's a bridge <laughs> too f- far from him. Yeah, because that's copyright infringement. That's stealing his branding. That's getting all up in his business. That's chomping his flavor. It, it, oh, it is chomping his flavor right there. <laughs> There's a, I haven't used that, heard that phrase in a little while. It's a callback. Oh. So we cut back to the rampage, and uh, our bicycle guy from earlier has just arrived on the scene to a bunch of cheers and applause. Oh, yeah. they're the like fan, The people love him. They're like, oh, my God, it's Bicycle Man. It's Moomin Rider. He is the bicyclist for justice. Yes. Moomin Rider. Moomin Rider. Now, okay, we have to pause here. Okay. So, is this... You are the expert in this more than I am. Is this a reference to Kamen Rider? I'm sure it is. So, like, for those of you who... We, we've talked a little bit about Kamen Rider in, in past episodes, but, like, what... What is the parallel here for those that might be confused by this reference completely? The rhyming name, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, Common Rider, Moomin Rider. Mm-hmm. I think the color palette a little bit. The mm-hmm. brown, the green, the black kind of are Moomin Rider, or Common Ridery, depending on which rider you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously riding. But instead of a motorcycle, he's just got a bicycle. Which is the best part of the joke. <laughs> Actually, the best part of the joke is that Moomin translates literally to no license. That's... <laughs> he doesn't have a license for his bike. Or no, he doesn't have a license at all. That's why he rides a bike. I took it as, like, we're not licensing a common Rider character. Oh, okay. Or maybe it's a multiple... That... I could see both of those. Yeah, like, he's not licensed to, r- to drive. So he drives around a bike. Yep. But I, I love... Think, uh, I think maybe it's like, we're not licensing the character. I love that, too. <laughs> like... I, Copyright free writer is kind yes. of, that's how I took the trend. I can see that. A little of both. I also like that he has a bicycle helmet on, safety first. Right. Well, and, and the common Riders always had a, a helmet. Oh, So a green helmet kind of. Oh, there you go. There you go. Kind of matches. They usually have a motorcycle helmet modified like a bug pattern, but. Mm-hmm. So he, he bicycles up, everybody cheers, and him dropping the uh, kickstand before fighting, that genuinely made me smile. Like, that was so, that was <laughs> because- so. Because it's because it's so genuine, or because it's like he's about to like shit's about to get real, or like just that he cares enough about his bicycle to put the bike the, the kickstand like well of course he's that conscientious. Well and yeah, he's, he can't, like, he's gonna get scuffed up. I know it's just it, ruin the paint job. It's just great, he just he's gets off. I don't I don't love Moomin Rider yet, but I feel like give me three episodes and I'm gonna be like wearing Moomin Rider t-shirts. I think you are too. Okay, that's fair. Um, and that's okay. Uh, we also do learn that Moomin Rider is basically the anti-Saitama, because he is left bleeding face down on the concrete oh, by he Hammerhead. Oh, he gets punched once, and he's done. <laughs> yep. That dude is done. But he really cares. He tries hard. Like, yeah. He's excited to do this. Yes. And then he goes down in one punch. Yes. Whereas Saitama is not excited about anything and takes things down in one punch. Yep. Hmm. I could see a fight for the ages between those two. Not, no. That's exactly the opposite of that. <laughs> I like a good underdog story. I'm sorry. Again, you're going to like Moomin Rider. Okay, that's fair. Meanwhile, we cut to a butler who's trying to get the uh, the rich dude. Space butler? No, just regular butler. God damn it. Get my um, hopes up. Butler, butler. Oh, butler, butler. Oh, man. Butler, uh, butler's not as cool. Not at all. He's trying to get that rich dude um, to flee his estate. Yep. But the rich dude says that it's going to hurt his reputation to run from terrorists. You know what hurts his reputation? Dying? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
having a giant shit, golden shit on the top of his tower. That's really weird. I know. I don't, I don't understand it either. Um, Fucking weird. But none of that's necessary because he has a bodyguard, a ninja bodyguard with super speed and no problem murdering dudes. Yeah, your typical ninja. Yep. Like he, like crazy giggly ninja. He just reminds me of anything from like Naruto exactly. or like any of those sort of shonen anime. Yep. He's generic ninja guy. Yep. Generic shonen ninja. Yes. The Paradisers approached the correct building this time. They, they found it. They were able to read a map. <laughs> well, and they, they're able to see the giant golden turd on top. That too. That, that That's helps. a giveaway. And they're confronted by the ninja, who gives them the option to surrender or be amongst all of his dead opponents of the past. He's so dark. This goes over about like you'd expect. Uh, yeah. Do you want to describe this like brief fight scene? Yeah, just dozens upon dozens of decapitations. Yeah, the dude is just, like, flying around, cutting people's heads off left, yep. right, so quickly that, like, blood doesn't even spurt out. Yep. Black swirly lines go across the screen, and everybody's yeah. heads just go popping off. It's like it's like when you're a kid, and you pick dandelions, and you just, yep. like, pop the tops off. It's exactly like that. Do that in, in Fast Forward. Yes. Like 40 times. Yes. Absolutely. Um, except for the, uh, the guy with the racist buck teeth, who he cuts his head in thirds. Yeah, you know, that was, like, insane. <laughs> I like when anime has a whole group of mooks and mm-hmm. they like just change one feature of one of them. So they stand out. Yep. You're like wondering like, Oh, what's going to happen to him? Something really bad's going to happen. And, yep. He got cut into thirds. Yep. Terrifying. He got three capitated. He got, the... <laughs> there's another good possible title. Scissoring <sighs> too hard to get boogers on you is not a good one. <laughs> That's all, all good. All good titles. Good Lord. Uh, so we're just left with Hammerhead and the ninja. Yes. Uh, Hammerhead can't see or hit the ninja. And then we cut back to Saitama, who's trying to get there mm-hmm. and just getting jeered at. Oh, yeah. All the people in the street are like, hey, it's a bald guy. <laughs> you must be a terrorist. And he's like, I'm not a terrorist. I look nothing like them. I'm wearing yellow. <laughs> so good. Don't you know who I am? Yeah. And they're like, no, <laughs> we don't fucking know who you are. Uh, back to the fight and the giggling ninja. Is at the end of an alley made by thrown rocks, and it looks like Hammerhead is going to try to bull him to death. Mm-hmm. But then he tries to hit him with a tree instead. Yeah, I mean, not... I guess element of surprise. I suppose, or maybe I mean, it kind maybe of we just works. read bowling into it, where like that wasn't really a thing. I mean, it looked like bowling. I mean, That's what I thought he, he, was doing. he even says like, "Ah, I see what he's doing. He wants me to. He wants to limit my my movement because obviously I can't just jump over these fucking boulders, right? Because I'm jumping around like a freaking." Well, no, he, House cat he doesn't say he can't do it. He's like, okay, we'll play it your way. Yeah. Watch this. I'll come straight at you. He's being, he's being cocky. Of course like, he is. Like, he could have gone around. Oh, that, that ninja is, he's the cocky man. And as soon as he swings the tree into the alley of boulders, <laughs> Christ. he takes a kanai right to the back of the head. <laughs> just sticks right in the back of his head yep. and he just, he literally plummets forward. Yep. The ninja calls his boss to tell him that everything's taken care of, but Hammerhead disappears. Yes. We we will see him in a little bit running, screaming, and thankful to be yep. alive. We learned that his uh, his skull is extra thick, <laughs> so he was just playing possum and escaped while the, he was on the phone. <laughs> so for the rest of the episode, he's got this dagger just like literally embedded in his skull. Unfortunately for him, though, he runs into Saitama in the woods. Ah, oh, this scene. Nope, yeah. theme song. Oh. <laughs> 
Wow, welcome to the break card. This is Andy, and you're actually listening to an episode of Tuning Japanese, that podcast where we talk about anime when we release new episodes. Hey guys, hey gals, hey everyone. I am sorry about the recent lack of releases. It's that time of year where I've started school again, and I made the mistake of deciding that I was going to redo my entire curriculum for my juniors, and it has eaten up so much of my time. Combine that with esports and other things, and it's just been hard to get in the studio and get recording. Bill was out of town for a couple of weeks. Josh is constantly having、uh, struggles to, to get onto the show as well. So we had run into some hiccups. So thank you so much for sticking with us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. We're a little punchy, which is fitting, I suppose, for being a review of One Punch Man. And we're just having a good time. So thank you so much for supporting us, and thank you for sticking with us. Speaking of support, you can leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. Those go a very long way for helping other people find our show. We actually haven't had a rating on iTunes in a really long time, so if you want to make my day, make my year, make my millennium, leave us a five star rating and review, and we'll read it here in the break card on a future episode. We'll also talk about you on a future episode here in the break card if you're someone like Superfan Matt, who is a patron. From patreon.com slash tuning Japanese. He is a longtime fan and supporter of the show, along with Cameron Baird and Brian Nash, who have shown their support for tuning Japanese. And we love you. We thank you. You guys are amazing. If you head over again to patreon.com slash tuning Japanese, you can donate as little as a dollar a month to help us keep this show going and help us keep it open. And you'll get all kinds of great bonus content, bonus episodes, physical rewards, and other things. So go check that out. Once again, patreon.com slash tuning Japanese. It is 11 30 at night, and I have to be up in about six hours, so I'm going to leave it here and let's get back to our review of One Punch Man. Thank you so much again, and we love you guys. Hey, we're back from the break card. I remember to do a theme song this time. Thanks, man. We're back <laughs> from the break card. So we were、uh, just talking about him running into Saitama, I do believe, Mr. Hammerhead. Yes. We come back from the break. Yes. And、uh, Genos is at the body shop getting the dents buffed out. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this.、Um, he's monologuing to an old man with an umbrella hat hair. Is it umbrella hat? Is it supposed to be a mushroom hat? Is it is like he's. Like, at first, I thought I got vibes of like Dr. Wily. Yeah. And, a、uh, or bit. Do- Dr. Light, I guess, really. And,、mm-hmm. uh, and Mega Man. Like, that's kind of what I, uh, my brain went. I don't know if that's supposed to be kind of like a weird homage、Probably. to Dr. Light. I don't really have any history with Mega Man, so I don't. Mine's not great. Josh isn't here. Shocker. So basically,、uh, Genos just talks about how much he sucks, and it's nothing compared to Saitama.、Mm-hmm, pretty much. Absolute man crush on him. Oh, yeah. Big time.、Uh, so Dr. Thumbtack over there figures out about. <laughs>、uh, <laughs> Dr. Thumbtack. <laughs> figures out about、uh, Genos' hard on for Saitama,、uh, but tells him he has upgrades that will make, make him even more powerful than him. Ooh. Upgrade. <laughs> Upgrade. <laughs> I have two D's for a double dose of his pimping. <laughs> um, two P's for a double dose of his pimping. Back to Saitama. He tells Hammerhead he's here to smash his head in for personal reasons.、Mm-hmm. The suit doesn't kill Saitama, of course. And Saitama actually just calls the suit kind of lame. Yeah, he does. And that's so sad because this guy has like worked so hard <laughs>、yep. to get this suit. He's doing it for. I mean, not the best reason. I mean, he's kind of lazy. For a reason. For a reason. Like, he's got a passion. Yeah. And then Saitama's like, he's got an ethos. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then he hulks out. Yep. 
I yeah, love this he, scene. He hawks out the suit. Um, the the flames aren't just decoration. No, it's like a charger of some sort, maybe. Yeah, or a power indicator light. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he goes into he powers up for a full power spin attack. Yeah, so he starts waving his arms in circles. Yeah, just spinning his arms arms in circles forward. Yes. Luckily for Saitama, he did this move when he was a kid. And he knows to just put his hands up and catch his fists. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. And then the music swells up real epically like he did oh, something amazing. Yeah. I oh, love it. Absolutely. Oh, this this show does so good with its musical cues, uh-huh. with its visual effects, like oh. And then he just like gives him a little elbow tap and and blows the uh, suit apart. And oh le- yeah. Leaves Hammerhead buck naked. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is like totally naked. Uh and essentially basically begs for his life. Yep. Which Saitama is just like Stop being bad. He's like, you're not going to kill me? Get lost. And he runs away, his bare butt, like, waving in the wind. <laughs> then the mistaken identity we've all been waiting for when the ninja attacks Saitama. Yes. Well, we knew it all was going to happen, right? I mean, apparently everyone just thinks if you're bald, yep. you're part of this group. Apparently. And even the ninja says it, like... Yeah, cl- he, clearly, like, you shaved your head. Clearly, you're a member. Uh, Saitama calmly tries to explain the situation. Yeah. That doesn't work well. And then realizes the ninja doesn't know who he is or believe him. Plus, the ninja's all butthurt that Saitama stopped two of his attacks in a row. Oh, totally. He goes on and on about where he's from and how he's trained and his pride. Mm-hmm. Your tip, your anime tip stuff. Animal, typical anime fare. Uh, Saitama thinks that the innocent smile means he wants to try out his full okay, power. Okay, and then cut away <laughs> to the fucking craziest face I've ever seen. It's like, his innocent smile, and he's just like, yeah, he's full got, like, on Joker face cackling. Full on slasher smile. Oh like, my Rrr. god, it's scary as shit. <laughs> I love it. Oh god, Saitama's such an idiot. So the ninja rants a little bit more and shows off his speed and superiority. Yeah. Um, and Saitama just goes, can I go home now? <laughs> And see, and that like insults him, obviously. Yep, and he's so insulted he uses his wind blade kick, but it's countered by stationary dick punch. Okay. <laughs> you could not stop laughing at this scene. This is the scene where I was fully on board with this anime. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by any of this. That this was the moment where you're like, this is a good anime. When someone gets punched in the junk, well, the ninja goes for a. Like a big spinning yes. overhand kick. Mm-hmm. And uh, Saitama goes to put his hand up, and he just goes dick first right into Saitama's fist. Oh. And we get like a slow motion of like his ball oh, sack. Oh, yeah, like shifting to the side. Jelloing across oh. his, into his thigh. Oh, God, it's so <laughs> terrible. It's so terrifying. And Saitama just goes, checkmate. <laughs> Does he say oops first? I think he goes, oops. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, shit, I didn't mean to do that. Yep. I swear that crotch quiver just means all of his bits are just blobs now. Oh, <laughs> uh, just a, a sackful. Yeah. Of, uh, oh God, just loose meat. Oh God. Oh, all that's getting cut. Uh, so what were we talking about again? Ball sacks. <laughs> we are ball sacks. Yes, yeah, so actually, literally, we were uh, in both contexts. Uh, so yeah, uh, what happens after he gets punched? Accidentally punched in the jump. Osama <laughs> is very embarrassed. Oh, he, he's. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I just meant to stop short, but then your momentum carried you into my fist. <laughs> they cut to a technical difficulty seat screen. Oh, it reminded me of, like, Excel Saga. Like, there was an episode of Excel Saga early on where, like... Oh, it was uh, this, the first episode where she's killing Koshirikdo, uh-huh. and, uh, like, 
they just said there's a crawling thing on the bottom. It's like, we can't show you this graphic violence. And it shows like kittens and a field. And it was, it just reminded me of the scene so much. So good. Uh, we learned that the ninja now we learned the ninja is speedo sound Sonic. Yeah. And he's going to stop working so he can train to take down Saitama. And then he quivers and tries not to barf. Yeah, oh, I love it. Like, he's so dramatic, and then, like, he cut away, and you just see him, like, uh, like vibrating yeah. in pain. Because he's trying, yeah, he's just, he's in that much pain. Uh, we <gasps> cut back to Genos and Saitama, mm-hmm. uh, talking over today's events over green tea. Yes. In a cup that has a dude laying down, sleeping with a snot bubble coming out. Plains of dreams. Yep, yep. And Saitama tries to get Genos to go home, because <laughs> he has a serious problem. Genos is like, man, this guy sounds like... Uh, he's kind of a crazy weirdo. And he's should like, I get rid of him, Master? And he's like, I don't want you around. Yeah, he should go home. <laughs> <laughs> and then we learned that all the credit uh, for the day's events went to Moomin Rider. Yeah, so they cut on the news to, like, there's an image of him talking to people. Like, his arm is bandaged, yep. his head is bandaged, and, like, everyone's so excited. And Saitama is pissed about this. Yep. Uh, turns out, to get the credit like that, you need to join the Hero Association... Thank God they have a website. And you'll even get paid for your work. <laughs> All this time, Satamo hasn't been a hero, just a weirdo spouting nonsense and viewed with great suspicion. Yes. Um, that's what the website says. I, I love that there's a website. That's the best part of the whole damn thing. So Saitama and Genos uh, go to sign up as heroes and sidekick. We cut back to Hammerhead. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's still alive. Yeah, well, shortly. Well. Being killed by cyborgs from the organization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're the ones that had the suit, and they're the ones that he stole it from. So they're here yes. to, to rough them up a little bit. So can we describe these weird cyborgs a little bit? I mean, they're not even really cyborgs. They're robots. They're yeah. just like absolute like 1950s B-movie, like big wire, like Van de Graaff generator yeah. for a head. and like One's got have... like these weird little spindly like arm appendages coming off its face. Yeah. The other's like got like a big like light in the center of a, of a forehead that kind of makes him look like a transformer. Yeah, kind of a shockwave look. Shockwave, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like Tom Servo and Shockwave's, like... Love Child? Yeah, well, no, the two of them. Tom Servo and, and uh, Oh, yeah, Shockwave. oh, yeah, no, you're right, you're right, absolutely. Like, they yeah. got swolled up and, uh... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's very bizarre. But, th- I mean, at this point in the show, I saw it and I'm like, okay, this tracks. Yeah. Like, all of this tracks. Yep. Um, but Hammerhead does survive. Of course he does. He got a thick skull. Yep. They got from his mama. He got from his mama. But he's not going to be bad anymore. No. He's, I'm going to get a job. <laughs> I'll work. He's such a good boy. So then we cut to Saitama filling out the forms, watching the news, and musing about what would happen if he took a wrong step, since he's not so different from the Paradisers. And that's it, right? That's it. That's episode four. Uh, the the good ninja boy. <laughs> the good ninja boy. <laughs> the good ninja boy. That's the good... a, that's the episode title, right? Uh, hey, yes. Well, what are your thoughts on this episode? Um, well, like I said, this is the one that really kind of cemented that I'm going to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one's important because it starts to th- sum up the themes of the show: boredom, um, hard work being its own reward. Um, that you, if you get things. You know, without trying, they don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. That the struggles of daily life are worth having. So, yeah, I think this is an important episode. I think it was a fun episode. We got to see somebody that Saitama took on that he didn't defeat in one episode. We've got a recurring I mean, I guess he villain. De- he defeated him. Yes, but he but did didn't not- obliterate him. Yeah. I agree with that. I think this is a fun episode. I think it's not the funniest episode no. uh, so far. 
Um, but I think it's my favorite so far of the four that we've watched. Partly because, as I mentioned in the last several reviews, I would end going, I don't know what the threat is yet. Like, I don't get, like, what who the big bad is. And I feel like we're going to get, and I could be completely wrong, because I've been wrong in the past about this show. I feel like we're going to get an extended stay at this, like, Academy for Superheroes, and that's going to be, like, a central part of the story going forward. And if I'm right, I'm actually really excited, because it opens up the door. We've already seen the crazy-ass, weird supervillains. I would like to see what some of these superheroes are like. There are some crazy-ass superheroes coming up. I could only imagine, and that has intrigued me, and I hope that this lasts more than one episode and we don't just, like, forget about this whole story arc completely. I'll give you that much. You don't. Okay, good. Good, good, good. That assuages a few of my fears. The uh, the politics and the rankings and such play a major factor even in the season two. Oh, nice. Cool. Well, so. good. That's a, that's a strong narrative thread that can be expanded upon, and we can have recurring characters, and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Yep. All right. Uh, I think that about does it, though, for this episode. Uh, we'll be back next time with episode five, and I don't have the title for episode five. It's called The Ultimate Master. Ooh, intriguing. Kiyokiyoku Noshi. Interesting. I'm interested by that title to see what happens next. It's about time to get out of here, but first... I think someone has something to say about the episode. Don't worry, I'll try to edit it down. No. Hey guys, Josh here. Uh, You know, getting with the others to do a recording is getting a little difficult from time to time. Um, With Andy starting the school year and other personal stuff going on, not least to mention my uh, wedding anniversary just came and went, so I mean, kind of had to get some things uh, taken care of there. But kind of difficult for me to sit down with the guys to record. But I still wanted to say something about One Punch Man Episode 4. Because, um, shit, what do I have to say about Episode 4? Um, well, it introduces Moomin Rider, which, uh, is by far one of my most favorite characters. I mean, the best way to describe Moomin Rider, he is the try hardest of all the try hard characters in anime who have ever tried. And I swear, he is so fun. I mean, you've got that, you've got that really interesting moment that introduces him getting that kid's, uh, red balloon. You've got that really sweet guitar solo. And I swear, if you haven't heard the full theme song for Moomin Rider, do yourself a favor. Look it up. You can find it anywhere on YouTube, pretty much, or online. I bet you could probably, uh, purchase it on like Spotify or something like that, which we're on, by the way, Spotify. Check us out. Anyway, the Moomin Rider theme is just so cool with that guitar riff, but just the whole theme song itself just gives you a whole idea of what the character is. And I like Moomin Rider. I mean, he's, I, I made it the erroneous statement a few episodes ago that Genos was the Krillin of One Punch Man. And that was a mistake. Genos is more like the Yamcha of One Punch Man. He looks really cool, but then he gets blown up. So, uh, but, Moomin Rider is more the Krillin of this series. Why? Because they're very similar. I mean, he's never really going to win. You know that. But god damn, does that little guy try. And maybe I have such a soft spot. Krillin's always been my favorite character in Dragon Ball. To see a a very similar character in Moomin Rider who has probably one of the stupidest superhero gimmicks. He's just a cyclist in armor. 
and he can't even he can't even land a single blow to save his life. Almost literally, he he looks like he's going to die. He looks like he did die, but he didn't. He actually got the uh, credit for defeating the Paradisers, which they were a pretty funny gimmick there. You know, the whole, the whole, well, we don't think everyone should work and yada, yada, yada. Well, and ultimately Hammerhead's explanation at the end of the episode is, I just want to get out of, out of working, which I guess if you wanted to go into madman, uh, terrorist sprees, I guess that's a way to go, but the irony of it all was that they talked about how difficult it was to steal the power suits and all the work that they were doing to try to get everyone on their side. And you're just sitting there going, you do realize that by professing about not working, you're working so hard to not work. That's clearly what's going on here and probably says something about the ironic nature of villainous characters in such series. But what else does the episode do? Well, it introduces us to Speed, a sound sonic, as Geno says, the most redundant name ever, but also cre- gives us the tro- one of the most tropiest of tropes in, in anime, the rival character, who is at once kind of a cool character, but also just a total chode. I mean, everything about him is just like, oh yes, I'm a fast ninja and I'm going to kill you and I can't kill you and I'm getting a boner trying to kill you and oh my god, you just destroyed my left nut. How? <laughs> Seriously, that punch was hilarious. But was it really a punch or, or just more, his? as he said, it was his momentum that carried him into his fist, but did that destroy his his testicle? Does he have to get a cybernetic implant now in order to have children? Oh my god, cybernetic ninja babies, so fast. Yeah, that just happened. But all in all, I mean, episode 4 doesn't really do much in in the larger scheme of things, but it still actually does do things in the larger scheme of things, because the last thing I did uh, that it does that I didn't mention was it introduced the concept of the Hero Association. We're actually going to give you a bigger idea of the Hero Association, because it was mentioned before in the first episode, but hadn't been touched on yet. So now we're getting a little bit uh, another piece to the puzzle. So episode four was really an exercise in nothing, but creating so much more for the future. I don't know how you do that, but it was fun. It wasn't bad, and I enjoyed it. Well, that's about it. I mean, episode five has a little bit more fun to it, and maybe I'll get be able to get my thoughts into it. Maybe I'll even get into the studio next time when the guys are recording, so that way I can give them my thoughts. We'll just see. You know, it's getting close to October, and I'm going to be gone doing my scary, scary people at a haunted house thing, but until then, I'll see what I can do. And until next time you hear my voice, buh bye I'm sorry. Aww. Listeners. Aww. I'm sorry. I think it's time to get out of here for real. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And in case you forgot, because it's been a while, which, by the way, thank you. We love you, fans. All three of you that are left. My name is Andy. I'm Bill. And we will see you next time. Congratulations to Lola Lamott and Jeffrey Dark. Congrats, guys! Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. 
Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baer. What do you think of this speed that breaks the sound barrier? Of these shockwaves? Can you even see me? How can you possibly keep up with me? Uh... Can I go home? <gasps> Bastard! Wind blade kick! Checkmate. Oops. Sorry. I, uh... I didn't do that on purpose. I meant to stop before hitting you, but your momentum carried my fist into your, um... <laughs>